In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners grouping. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on TogiNet. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, the Queen of Pain, Maureen Wood. Hey, how you doing, everyone? How are you doing? Um, just ducky. Yeah, so what's up? What's up? Nothing. Mm, nothing. Boring. Boring. Just yeah, working well, like always. Maybe I'm really excited because we got the uh, final copy of the book to go over one more peruse before it goes to press. So that's really exciting for me, anyways. And uh, uh, I really can't wait for it to hit the shelves. Yep, that's right. I can't and, wait too. And I have a lot of people that are uh, asking me about it, and I'm telling them, wait, be patient. It's almost here. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming quick. Yeah. The, uh, also, uh, we'll be doing a companion website to go with it, which will be kind of cool, because some of the stuff uh, will, in the chapters, you will actually uh, be able to uh, see more information on it. So that's kind of cool. Do you have that done yet? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. It's a lot of work. I know it is. Yeah, anyways. But uh, we did a little investigation on... Uh, the weekend, uh, say. Yeah. We went to, uh, I, I know. I'm what a little like, my brain feels fried for some reason. You know what it is? At, at work, they just drive me my crazy. God. I'm sorry. I'll get I'm more into the room. I'm talking to the freaking chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Ron, how are you today? I'm fine. How are Listen, you? Go, I'm when, fine. How are you? When I'm like tired, you know, seriously, you remember sitting on, uh, what were we, CN8? And they'll say, Marvin, so you're a fifth-generation psychic. I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. That was Remember terrible. That? Oh, yeah. Yes. It <laughs> yep. was on TV, right? <laughs> with, with, that was the show we were with the ghost hunters. Exactly. Their oh, first show my God. Yes. It yes, was yes. horrible, guys. Uh, I have to tell you, I was so embarrassed. And then because Ron, I have to say, booked us solid for the week, right? We had done, like, well, restaurant, well, 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 well. restaurant talks. We went to the Chamber of Commerce or something and... Boston area. I don't even know what that was. And then we went from there <laughs> Cambridge. to Ca- and Cambridge. And then we went from there to the radio station or the television station in Brookline. And, and by the time we got there, we were like falling asleep in the chair. And then they we're said, the, oh, we were falling asleep. you were, yeah, I think you were in our separate asleep. chairs. Yeah, right. And uh, we're sitting there. And honestly, God, I just, it was, she was just asking me all these questions. And I felt so bad, but I was just brain dead by then. So uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, that's what I tend to. I, too bad I wasn't more talkative when I was tired, you know? Yeah, well, I'm going to have to send you to <sighs> I need to have coffee or something. That's what the plan is. You don't drink coffee. I do now. What the hell? I only drink it every once in a while when I'm, like, today. <laughs> 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 and it's got to be a certain kind. Hey, figure this. I can only have cold iced coffee and it has to have flavor to it, like French vanilla, and I can only have hot tea. I can't have it cold. You're sick. I know. It's just... You know, up. you think my world is easy. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, yes, we did go this weekend. Yeah, we, we went on an investigation on Saturday, which was kind of neat. Uh, it was a place, uh, Dudley Rule in Berica, and it has all these associated uh, urban legends with it. And It uh, was weird. Why was it weird? Because I was there. Or... No, it was just a strange place, I really think. It was just a stinking road. It's just a road, yeah, but it was just weird, you know? Because, like, you drive, and you're, like, trying to pick something up and, you you know, see if you're feeling anything. And then driving past the spot, and you go down past the road, and as we're – I'm feeling a little here and there, and as you're passing the road and the further you're getting away, I feel like a pull, you know? Like, there's something there, we're leaving. So then you turned around, and we're trying to feel energy, and whatever it was giving me information evidently was giving me all the erroneous information that you wanted to, you know, or – that you had heard about, right? Or I was plucking it from your head, which is a scarier thought. <laughs> I'll go with the original. Actually, that, it was pretty interesting because she did she did pick up on uh, all of the urban legends, and I mean all of them. So it was uh, pretty weird. So you know, it could be one of uh, three things. First of all, uh, there's been an extensive uh, investigation on, on on the urban legends, and there is no fact at all to. Uh, back them up to verify them at all. So, number one, that they really happened, which I really don't because there was no information. Number two, uh, you were plucking all that crap out of my head. Yes. That's a very scary That's thought. Possible. No, you're a psychic. You should be able to do that. There's no reason why not. Um, three, uh, which I kind of tend to believe is that the spirits were telling us what we really wanted to hear. And we actually went on, uh, we'll be getting this up on a podcast very soon, and you'll be able to actually hear. Uh, But basically, I think that they were telling us what we really wanted to hear. And that was one of the questions we asked them, if you remember. uh, Do you uh, tell other people this? And they said, yes. But you you definitely felt uh, that there were spirits there. Yeah, I did feel something, but it didn't feel typical, like your typical energy that you would feel. It did feel different. Um, it just, I can't even explain it. It just had a totally different feel to it. Really? Yeah, it just, it wasn't your typical, oh, this is a spirit kind of energy, or even saying, you know, I felt, I believe anyway, angelic type of energy. It certainly wasn't that. It was just something that felt lower energies, but it wasn't, uh, you know, more, if you want to say devious, like, you know. One, a darker energy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like one piece wanted to tell you something. You know, you could feel that there was information you're picking up. But on the other hand, I'm like, I don't know. It's almost coming easy, but I don't believe it. You know, it's, it's kind of, it was kind of like, I don't know. I, I felt it was kind of like that chapter in our book, uh, Dangerous Pursuit, where one believed it was something that the, they, this entity produced what it wanted to produce, 
And yeah, yeah. Because oh, you were asking me at the time when we were we were doing the um, investigation, is you you'd made a comment or a question rather, and you said, "Is it possible that they give you?" erroneous information mm-hmm. that because they purposely do so. And I believe, yes, they definitely can. Um, and it's difficult sometimes when they do that. You have to listen to your heart and what you're feeling. But, you know, it's kind of it's easy to say that. But yet when you're picking up all kinds of info, it's almost after filtering it out and see what you, what's really true or not. Um, because when you're saying you have, you hear people say, oh, there was a little girl spirit, a little boy spirit, or not that there is never a little girl or a little boy, but mm-hmm. is that the way? And then they have this nastiness in their house or something happens and it's almost like poltergeist activity. You got to wonder if that's information that's not being given so they'll invite them into their home. I think it is. I really do. What, what is that, that on the chat room there? Julie, did you hear that USS? No, no, no. What? What? Ron goes off on a swearing rant. What? Who said that? Who's that? Who is that? Leslie? He, he hears things 30 seconds oh my before God. we do because Anyways, of the we, delay. We are, we are reading in the uh, Toji chat room. If you want to get in here, uh, <laughs> you, you can... Uh, if Ron goes off on a swearing rant. I used to have uh, some friends in there, but evidently not anymore. <laughs> but anyways... Do you have Tourette's? <laughs> swearing rant? I never heard you swear. Whatever. <laughs> I'm saying maybe you I'm missing now. something. <laughs> you will now. <laughs> maybe I'm missing something. Uh-huh. But it was it was a strange investigation. Um, like I said, we are going to do a, a podcast of this thing. And uh, I, I think it's kind of neat because it, it looked at whole things differently. And the thing I learned from this, that if you do do this psychically, then I do. also, yeah, if you do do, <laughs> if you do do this psychically, then I will have to... Uh, kind of shield myself as well as far as the information and not learning too much about a site or location if you're picking up on this, my little pea brain. Oh, boy, that leaves you open for so many things. Yeah, well, um, But how are you going to do that? I just said it. Did you hear me? You have to know everything about the site before you no, go. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Come on, Absolutely you do too. Not. <laughs> All right. Absolutely not. I, most people... I, I didn't mean, even know we were going until... I know that, but uh, it was as far as the, the uh, you information. Know, yeah, just picking that. I, I, I'm really not sure how you came up with that information. It's it's uh, very interesting. It's either like a, we we socked the three possibilities, and uh, I'm really not sure. So I don't know. Anyways, I have to tell you something kind of interesting. I got a couple of emails from from some fans of ours. Oh, you're alive now. I am. Yeah, good. We got some emails, but. I will tell you. What do you mean, but? But. Why is it always but? Well, because <laughs> they were basically said um, that you should be nice to me, nicer what, what, to what, me. Wait a minute. What is this? Who is who is not nice to you? Are you saying I'm not nice to you? Oh no. She she said that she knew that it was um, you were trying you were being kind, but you pick on me a lot. Oh, wow. Woe is me. <laughs> this is wait a minute. Let, let me guess. This was a woman, correct? Uh huh. Yeah. There you go. I rest my case. Say no more. Oh, wait a nudge, minute. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. What? Um, let's see. Let's see if this is her. I don't think this one. Anyway, well, while she's looking for that, uh, we do have the uh, Dining for the Dead coming up this month. Uh, it's at the end of the month, June 21st. We have Roxy Zwicker from New England Curiosities at the Haunted Windham Restaurant. And uh, she always is a great, she's a great she storyteller. Is, she is awesome. Great story, too. Oh, so. I, I did find her, her email. Okay, so what, um, what's the deal on this event? 
Who is this woman so I can put her in my, <laughs> my book of Kendall. In, my book of ill attention? Kendall, which is an interesting name that was Molly Gibson's her character, right? Kendall. Oh, wait a minute. This is a Molly thing? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 it's not. This has nothing to do with Molly. Oh, you sure? No, I'm positive. Right? She went through the whole thing. She said, first off, she wants to say it's a little, she feels kind of like it's cliche, but she was saying that she never really feels strongly enough about podcasts or television shows to actually take the step to write in, and she is right well, who now. Well, They're pretty boring. Hey, um, she said that her family has told her that she has ESP, but, but even though her family might have it, she's never felt anything. Um, she asked about, you know, if it's possible that she could actually try to develop this in herself, and if she could... You know, I think that's so sad that people have that, and they're almost oppressed. Well, yeah. I don't get that, you well, know? Well, what she said is people have told me all throughout my life that I seem extra intelligent for some reason, and after meeting me, they ask if I have ESP for no apparent reason. I don't talk about anything related to this, so, but they still ask. They just get a sense that from me for some reason. My great-grandmother did have ESP. My mother tells me all about her experiences, um, and I might have thought, you know, I'm, what is it? I've been interested in ghosts since I was very little. Um, she remembers reading books about it and the Amityville Horror, but got really scared. So she wonders if the spirit world is somehow protecting her because she's terrified of the scary stuff. So she basically said... That's why you should be, young lady. Yeah, I have somewhat of a feeling that I don't hear or really experience anything because I am protected by those things that I can't handle, but I feel that I've brought to an immense interest in it again, so I'm, something's trying to connect with me. Um, she wants to know if she can experience the paranormal without experiencing the bad stuff. No. And <laughs> what do you mean, no? No. Well, I don't know, though. I, you know what I wrote back to her? Oh, I don't know. Here no, no. Know. Be prepared. But who was the uh, psychic that you brought on that never saw anything bad? I'm trying We've to think so of her many name. of them. No, they, no, they, a few of them. But yeah. I'm talking about the one that we went to visit at a restaurant. Vicki Monroe. Vicki Monroe. Right. Didn't she say, oh, right. oh, I wish I had experienced something like you so I'd know? She doesn't talk to me anymore because I called her Blondie. Yeah. She's a redhead. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Why do I have so many woman issues? That would be something you have to go back in your childhood to find out. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> she put, aside from that, I love the podcast. She has seemed, no, I won't tell you that, a little upset in some of the podcasts this month. She said, um, it's refreshing to hear us all talk about it so down to earth. She really enjoys that. Yeah, yeah, She said, oh, and tell Ron to stop being so mean to you. I know he does it in love, but. Uh, in what? Yeah, I know. In love? But tell him that his insults, no matter what it is, he should stop it. No matter why it's behind it. Stop his insults. That's what he said. She said. He said, she said. She said, I believe. Anyway. Really? And I do have to say, we got an email from a young girl who's 11 years old, which okay. I thought was kind That's of cool. That's good. Okay. So anyway, just so let people so, know. So, Kendall, uh, this is for you. Oh, stop it. That's not nice. <laughs> the hell? Nobody thinks I'm nice anyway. Oh, that's awful. That. You know, you're manifesting it, ladies. You're manifesting it. Uh, you know? The kind, gentle... Uh, okay, wait a minute. I'm really getting upset now because I see that they are... Yes, they're attacking my hockey ability in the chat room. Now, okay, call me what you want. Call me insensitive. Call me, but don't pick up my hockey because I know where you live. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Anyway, okay, so back to serious, serious stuff. Serious, serious, serious stuff. <clears throat> That's good. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, uh, we are going on Friday to the Concord Colonial Inn. Yeah. Okay, so you have that on your schedule, right? 
Yes, I do. Actually, that's another chapter in our book, believe it or not. Concord Colonial Inn. Concord Colonial Inn. And it's kind of cool because um, every time you go there, you pick up something a little different. At least I find out, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's, there's so much activity there that depending who's there is what you get. Don't you find that in, in other locations as well? Yes, I think you, uh, you know, a lot has to do with maybe your intention. Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows? In the time of the time of day, maybe you pick up something different. Um, who knows? What time of day, what time of the year might be even something different. Oh, Amanda, I do know where you live. Ah, uh, yes. Anyways, <laughs> it, no, not only that, we had this interesting conversation. I was on um, Blog Talk Radio on Sunday, and we were talking about psychics, and it was this one group that doesn't use the psychics because they... They fear that they taint the uh, ex- the investigation. So I thought of you immediately. Why do you think of me immediately? Oh, they did. I didn't. Uh, what yeah. was that? What? I'm sorry. Because they felt that a, a psychic uh, could doesn't really give you any really good information. They just really kind of like picking on people's minds and stuff and drawing this stuff out of their minds rather than really connecting with the ghost. So I don't totally believe we... that. What? I don't totally believe that. And you want to know why? Why? Because I'm not saying that that's not a possibility, but I am saying that there are times when um, I've done readings for people, for instance, mm-hmm. and I pick up information and I give this information to the person, which they're not even aware of, until they returned home and find out and talk to someone and find out that that actually did take place. And they have confirmation that way. So it's, you know, there's... Huh? The, I had done a reading for someone that had been away from oh, their home. we're not talking about readings. We're talking about investigating. Yeah, we're but it's the same thing. Reading. No, it isn't. It's it totally is. Different. And you want to know why it's the same? No, it's nothing to do with anything. Yes, it is. You want to know why? And the other thing If you said, let me explain it. All right, why? Because it doesn't matter what situation you're in. It just matters that you're still making communication with the spirit. And if that spirit chooses to tell you something that the person sitting there has no idea of, then what's to say you can't go into a location that's haunted with a spirit that can do the same? And just because the person might be knowledgeable of that doesn't mean that he's, he knows everything that you're picking up. Well, and the other thing, that, they, that was number one. And the second thing they thought that a psychic was a uh, disadvantage to a group is that a psychic is like a light on, and like a moth to flames, you might pick up some street urchins, uh, street ghosts, and uh, pop in. And yeah, you but- may get in spirits that are not... Haunting the place. So what? So you're getting information that really has so nothing relevant to the investigation. So what? Well, it is so much. No, you know what? what? How about being, um, I won't, I will leave the groups nameless, but certain groups that have gone out and get nothing because they don't have someone able to be a moth to a flame and attract a spirit. So you take extra spirits and you weed out the ones that you think have something to give you and you, you know... Isn't the whole idea is to communicate with spirits, not necessarily just that location? No, the idea is to investigate a certain location. Right. And so that's why if you're talking to someone who doesn't normally haunt there, then it's kind of useless information. So, I mean, I'm not... Yeah, but what I'm saying is either that or you you potentially get nothing because you could be... Well, it's not potentially get nothing because you... I mean, a lot of times psychics are really nothing verifiable. It's it's just a feeling. That might be, but... It's not really any good scientific information. No one says it is, but when you have someone picking up an impression and then you also have someone with a camera and you have someone with an EVP recorder and everybody's picking it up at the same time, Mm -hmm. then an EMF meter... 
then I think you do have some info. When you go to a site, and if you don't have someone with you that has some sensitive abilities, right. you could be in the living room when the spirit is actually in a totally another room of the house, and you might never know. Hmm. So you might not have an idea. And I'm thinking of a certain group of people that potentially go to a place, and they might be chasing, looking, but not getting as much as information as they could if they had someone that was maybe sensitive helping them out. Interesting. So it's like kind of a crapshoot, shooting at a barrel. I know. I mean, that, that was their opinion, not mine, because you know that I believe in psychics. And I think they're uh, mediums, and I think they're an important part of the group. So that that was just some of the, uh, <clears throat> the stuff I had to deal with on this interview. Really? Mm-hmm. Sticking up for you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it was hard, but someone had to do it. Hi. <laughs> but no, seriously, that was one of the, the uh, questions that came up during this interview, along with clips from some of our shows. Which ones? Never mind. <laughs> and of course, the more um, painful ones, I'm sure. What did you do to somebody? Yelling and fighting? Excuse me? Were you arguing with somebody and those are the ones they used? Uh, I don't yeah. argue. <laughs> I, 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 but, but, I, I don't argue. God, am I being picked on tonight? <laughs> You are not. I just got my second win. A gentle soul, and that's what happens to me is that, uh, you know, this is what's going on. I I just don't understand it. But anyways, so it it was kind of neat, though, because I had never uh, been posed that question before, that a medium would be, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, detrimental to an investigation. But as I said, I stuck up for you, so everything was copacetic. Detrimental to the group? Yeah. You realize you're only sitting three feet away from me, right? I stuck up for you. Remember that part? <laughs> oh, yes. Somehow I forgot that amongst yeah. all the other things you said. Yeah. Anyway, that was just <laughs> repeating. But So, anyways, uh, we actually have some uh, neat investigations coming up. Uh, we are going to Count Ulocks. Count Ulocks? You know what Count Ulock is? A um, museum. A, a wax, uh, museum. wax museum. That's right. You must be psychic. No, I told you. You told me. The, uh, you told me. See, so you have a good phony. memory. A big phony. <gasps> I never said I was psychic. Was it? About that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I, I, I'm kind of interested because now, for instance, if you were a, a negative energy, right, would you hang around in a, in a place that would be scary? Would I? What was that again? I was multitasking. <laughs> no, not multitasking. If you were multitasking, you would I, I was so. Inc- I was just sorry. I was reading Ron and Maureen. You investigated my home and you never got back to me. <gasps> really? That's what I was reading. Okay. That, it it kind of took me by surprise. Oh well. Anyways, um, I don't sorry. Know. By the way, we'll we'll figure that one out. But yeah, anyway, well, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> what was the answer to my question or not? You gotta re re re. If, ask me, if please. You were, if you were, uh, what's the word? If you were a spirit, or a negative spirit, or a mean spirit, yeah. Okay, and you had a location that was kind of spooky. Would you hang out there? Because it I only, mean, I would think only until it suited your needs. For as long as, as far as I'm concerned, you say hang out there like they would have a choice. They do have a choice. Okay. A lot of times they do. Sometimes they don't. Whatever. And if, to me, if you're... Don't nitpick. Well, let me finish. Okay. Negative, we have gone to different locations that seems the same particular, whatever it was, nastiness, 
they kind of fall in. Ghost, the second half. Wait a minute. I mean, they ghost, they Wait a minute. Like, uh, we've had we've had spirits that have shown up in multiple places. Yes, we have. It was almost as if following us around, right? Yes, we have. So I'm thinking if they're not getting the uh, you know nastiness out or being able to irritate people or whatever it is they're doing, they're going to be doing what they want and move around and look for something better. You know, maybe someone has a weaker mind. Maybe somebody is able to be influenced more. But any, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is, is they can use a location pretty much as they can use an urban legend to... Uh, Why not? Yeah, exactly, to do what they want to do. Why I mean, not? If they're, if they're nasty and they want to uh, they get their jollies by scaring people, then hey. That's right, and, and that's what I mean. Until they get what they want, if they go to a place and start, it's boring. For instance, say there's a building that's vacant. Right. right, and they're not able to get much contact with this realm because there's nobody coming through there and nobody affected. What's to say they have to stay? They can just move around as need be, unless they're stuck in that location. So I, I think you're talking about different types of spirits too. I don't think it's just you know, are we talking you know negativity like mean demonic? Are you talking about just somebody who's a nasty spirit who's a a jerk living, and now he's a jerk when he's dead. There you go. That works. Okay. Either off. Take your pick. But I, I think that... Uh, I think a demon would have more rain than the, somebody who's just a pissy spirit, but that's just me. I would think that a, uh, a, a nasty spirit would, would get his jollies off doing uh, this type of stuff. That's the way I was looking at it. Hmm. All right. Well, that's interesting. But anyways... So, I mean, that's that's one of the, the, the things I was looking at. I said, you know, if they can use urban legends to promote themselves, what they do. Right. They can use a location. Yep. So, I mean, there was a, a classic case about a, uh, uh, a made-up haunted house mm-hmm. that actually manifested something. Manifested as haunted. People went in there, experienced different things, but it was all made up. Right, and it just never really. and just as we talked about it, and I'd mentioned it to you. Um, I mean, who's to say? I think many things are starting out in our mind, and we manifest a lot around us anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about who's the greatest manifester, right? If you want to go back to religion, and you have God, and you say it manifested everything, you know, by God thought. manifested, right? Right. Exactly. So we're made in His image, right? If you're able to manifest, why aren't we able to occasionally? Maybe we'll manifest things we don't particularly want. For whatever reason, maybe certain emotions attract it. Maybe areas like you talk about water. You know, you get areas that are clusters of people who are more negativity draw in that type of energy. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? I mean, it's all conjecture, as we've said many times, right? We don't know everything for sure. You can only go on assumptions. I know, but uh, it, it's the funny part about it is that, it, well, once again, I was talking about the Vinci codes and manifesting, but uh, we're kind of like moving off all over the place on this. But anyways, uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left, and we do have a guest coming on at the half hour. And uh, I, I think that manifestation is, is a big thing. You can actually make things happen. If you go in feeling you're not going to get a job, you're mm-hmm. not going to get a job. Right. You know, it's that old thing, you know, people who have an air of self-confidence, that's what it is. That they're actually manifesting it. Yep. So, I mean, that's... And I think that can be the same way as the spirit. If you're going to go and you're anticipating an evil spirit or something else, you can actually, I believe, manifest that in that you can, uh, a spirit can pick up on your 
emotions mm-hmm. and actually play on it. So that's why it's it's extremely important to when you go into a location is to go as uh, what's the word? Uh, not open, but more. Well, I mean, I think anyway, if you go, maybe you just go there and you just you don't have with an intention that you're going to run into something negative. You know, you go there with with an open mind um, and just try to pick up what you pick up and not try to, you know, influence or read into anything. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's the break. Well, we're coming up for break. The vault is open. You're listening to The Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www. GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening, you're listening to the Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly journey on the Paranormal Newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghost community. Ghosts are getting in the way by being in the road again. In a story from the LA Times reporting from Chivu, Zimbabwe, people are fearing spirits in the road who seem to be taking the lives of some travelers and putting others in the line of fire there. They believe the ancestors on a stretch of road are angry. Maybe in remembrance of Cecil Rhodes, who founded the Diamond Company De Beers and sold Zimbabwe. Rhodes helped to establish a camp near what is now the highway, and local people strongly believe that many were thrown to a burning pit by the Diamond Companies. The superstitious among the locals also feel that the younger generation has neglected the rituals that once kept them safe. More than three dozen people have died on this road in recent days, including Susan Zimbabwe, the wife of Prime Minister Morgan Zimbabwe. And another accident there in mid-April killed almost 29 people. The debate rages whether the accidents and the deaths are due to bad spirits in the road or treacherous passage caused by a lack of funds needed to fix the road. Many people in Zimbabwe feel the two are connected. Newport, Rhode Island is known for its mansions on the ocean and historic tales of ghosts, and often the two go hand in hand. One of the more visible houses in the town is now for sale. Belcourt Castle, Bellevue Ave's oldest mansion, has been put up for sale for $7.2 million by the sole surviving member of the family, Harley Tinney, who has owned it for more than half a century. The property was listed on May 1st and is another paranormal real estate to come up for sale since the beginning of the year. This listing might be one of the harder and most telling so far. Newport has long been known as an anchor of affluence in New England, and the Belcourt has one of the most stable properties throughout the last half of the century. In addition to seeking a peek into the old life in Newport and the antiques which have come to characterize the castle, visitors might spot any of the shadows or ghostly figures people have reported there over the years, including the castle's famous monk. In keeping with the paranormal real estate theme, another property in Albuquerque, New Mexico, has gone through a radical transformation in recent days, and the financial backers of the change are hoping a different face will help the old building lose its ghosts. In the coming days, Memorial Hospital which recently celebrated its 85th year, will become a hotel. According to a story from KOAT, the ABC affiliate out of Albuquerque, the empty, falling-down building, which became a mental health facility in the 1980s, was the site of all the gloom and doom traditionally associated with asylums, and helped to spark rumors and tales of paranormal energy still present there. According to authorities, Klinger Construction will be handling the renovations on the 2.3-acre property, and people on the cruise are reporting the same ghostly happenings that people spoke of for years before it closed and later became a target for ghost hunters and thrill-seekers. Quote, I'm sure it's haunted, Ray Smith, what Klinger says. Don't go on the second floor of the West Wing by yourself. The Hotel Park Central, 
the hotel which is being built is expected to open up in about a year. Those are the haunted headlines for this week. Make sure to stop by Ghost Village's news section and read about these stories and more at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. We're back. We are back. You listen to Ghost Chronicles on TojiNet. I am Ron Kolick. She is Maureen Wood. And if you want to call in, the number is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, or join us live in the Togi chat room. And now uh, we have a good gra- guest. Good guest? Good guest. Good guest. Yes. And uh, <laughs> he was on actually a couple of shows back, and uh, we only got like 10 minutes into it. And he is the proprietor of the Ghosts of Galveston, Mr. Dash, are you there? Yes. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing fine. I'm up here in the out in the sticks in the woods, waiting for the beautiful night to come on in a few minutes. Is it in Texas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they have like trees in Texas? Where I'm at, they do. There they you go. Have hundred foot tall pine trees. So, you know. um, I don't uh, stay in Galveston every minute. I have a home out in the country, so off the but- island. And you do, uh, you own or the proprietor of uh, Ghost Tours of Gaveston? That's right. And why don't you just give us a little bit of, uh, first of all, a little bit of history of Galveston itself. Uh, Well, Galveston had a 100-year period of history that uh, started way back with the Caronquan Indians, uh, way, way back in the 1700s, went on into... Uh, the 1800s, which particularly from 1800 to 1900, was really uh, the setting of the stage for most of the hauntings that are even there today. Really? Uh, yes, because of all the death that took place there. Uh, Karankawan Indians were rumored to be cannibals. There is evidence uh, all over the island, several places, uh, in their old graveyards. You can still find uh, bones and things like that. Uh, really? That were cannibals. So they started with that, and yeah. then, then Jean Lafitte showed up and founded Galveston Island. So it was founded on pirates. I think it's still founded on pirates some days. But anyway, uh, it's, uh, his, his reign was only about three years, but uh, he was shut down by the Navy uh, slash Secret Service. But uh, he burned the whole city down. And, oh, wow. uh, of course, that killed quite a few. There's a lot of plagues and things, cholera, tuberculosis, typhoid fever, um, and uh, random fires all through the 100-year period. And then we get to the 1900 storm, which is uh, uh, where 6,000 died in the city of Galveston, another 6,000 died in the surrounding counties, another one to 2,000 simply disappeared. Not to mention all of those God. along the coastline, all the way to New Orleans, who got it too. Wow. So there's most of the death right there. Of course, in the 40s, uh, the uh, mafia ran Galveston Island, and uh, there's some certain places there that they think still hold uh, people that were results of the whackings that took place. You know? So, really? Yeah. I never heard. Uh, I knew of the great. Uh, you know, the great hurricane where it virtually wiped out the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had never heard about the uh, cannibalism of the mm-hmm. Indians or the mafia thing. So this is, this yeah, is that's, all uh, very interesting. Yeah. It, it is disturbing, uh, especially if you live there. I say Galveston is probably, you know, some people say it's New Orleans or Savannah or 
Salem, but I think per square mile, Galveston is only 27 feet long and three miles wide. And per square mile, I'd say you could knock on uh, a few doors in just about any city block and hear a ghost story. There's a lot of really uh, spirits that are unrested there. Now, is it we talking to the modern era now that people are still facing hauntings and so forth? I'm sorry, come back. I didn't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we talking to the modern era now? In other words, today, uh, are people still witnessing uh, oh, yeah. restless sure. spirits and, sure. and hauntings in their house? Uh, people say, you know, they've seen, uh, there's ongoing hauntings in different homes. They say the Mo- Moody Mansion is haunted. They also say that uh, that uh, Ashton Vila is haunted with the spirit of Betty Brown and her sisters. She was a socialite that uh, she's really one of the reasons I came to the island because, you know, I just wanted to do some uh, ghost hunting, and so I read all about her, and so I came down to find her, and I spent three nights around Ashton Vila snapping pictures. Of course, I didn't get anything. I was going to ask if you, you must see. You must have read my mind. I was wondering if you found anything. Nope. <laughs> no, I didn't get anything, but I stayed there for two weeks. But I've been studying Galveston since I was a little boy, really. I felt... Uh, you know, I don't know why, I just felt always a magnetic draw to the place. And in the book that I'm putting out, I'm, there's a few other reasons that I'm not going to say on the radio, but they'll be in my book, and uh, of reasons that uh, actually made me solidified to Galveston, having to do with life and death and things like that. And, uh, uh, like what? Well, you I can't. I can't. I'd rather not. Oh, do you want to say them all? Yeah, if that's okay. Yeah. I know, but there might be something you could share. No. Well, you know, I lost some family there, so that's why it's kind of personal oh, stuff. Okay. So I, it's going to be in my book, and I'll, I'll say it better there. Is there I don't want to. I don't want to screw it up by saying it on the right. <laughs> oh, no problem. No, so, but the town was the, the town was virtually destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. And rebuilt. Which time? You mean, Several times. That's what I was really getting at. Right, right. Okay. Uh, so, I well, mean, it, the buildings that are there now, are they, they modern buildings? In other words, they feel new. Uh-huh. Modern. That's what you're saying. I, I couldn't... Uh, yeah. Yes, They're modern, mo- yeah. modern buildings. Yeah, you, uh, you know I have this uh, <laughs> yeah, accent, you know? Yeah, I, yeah I've been told I have a little bit of a Texas accent. I think I... <laughs> maybe. But anyway. Uh, yes, there there are a lot of modern buildings, but... Uh, thank God for the historic foundation there because they've actually saved a lot of the old buildings and uh, fought to keep them uh, intact. So there is still a lot of old buildings there from way, way back there uh, in the early 1800s. I think the oldest building on the Strand was actually built in 1859. And, uh, you know, sometimes in Texas we like to take our time doing things, so... For some reason, they broke ground for this building in 1851 and finished it in 1859. I never quite figured that one out. Oh, it's like a, big a lot dig. of coffee break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but the Civil War, I didn't even mention that earlier. The Civil uh-huh. War is another, a lot of Civil War ghosts have been seen by police officers, by uh, various people. There was a couple that came from out of town. The first two buildings on the Strand were, the, uh, were Henley Row, which is the oldest building, and across the street is the Nichols Building, and that is the old hospital that was around. So you know that place saw a lot of death during the Civil War. A couple came from out of town, and in the building they were staying, they could see the old hospital there. And it, the last time it had been a business, it was called the Inn on the Strand, Bed and Breakfast. Well, it was closed down. 
but they didn't know that. So they looked across the street, and uh, they had literally come in on a Saturday and were expecting to meet with their friends the next day on Sunday, the, the actual renters of the apartment. I'm kind of telling the story backwards, but you'll understand. Uh, so, so when their friends came in the next day, they asked them, uh, what exactly is going on here in town regarding the Civil War? And they said, well, what do you mean? Well, when we were sitting out on the balcony, we noticed a whole troop of uh, actors dressed like Civil War soldiers in the windows over there. Are you and kidding? A lot of things have happened like that. I had a police officer tell me he was driving through uh, one night at about 3.34 in the morning, and uh, in the fog, no less, stood a Civil War soldier. He turned around to come see it, and, of course, by the time he got back, it disappeared. But this was two police officers, and they're pretty hardcore about ghosts. Yeah, well, that, that's cool. And we had one person, too. I don't want to forget our listeners. Um, one of the listeners that had a question for you. Okay. And they said that how did cannibals get started in Galveston? Well, they were actually the first people that were there, the very first. Now, I'm working on an old story, and I don't know really if there's any truth to it, but uh, I'm still trying to find out about a white woman that was a witch that lived there in the Strand District. And I've, I've heard this from several sources, but I can't find any you know, real proof of it. So I'm looking for it. But they were the very first anyway. They were just they were the Native Americans. Does that answer your question? It yes, does. it does. Thank yeah. you. So okay, now, they were hungry. How, why would there be Civil War soldiers there? Well, Galveston was one of the focal points, actually, for the Civil War because of its great location right there. Uh, you can still see – actually, you can still go to some places there on the island where there are still room uh, – like tunnels you can go through of the old fortresses that were there. You can actually go walk in some of those. And uh, we had the Battle of Galveston in 1863, which, again, you know, uh, actually the Union had it more than than we did. We only had it, I think, the uh, first year, and then 62, 63, uh, the Union had it. And we finally, after the Battle of Galveston, uh, got it back, and then, you know, the rest. Uh, I, I noticed that we're saying that we had it and the union had it. Yeah. Aren't we on the same team now, guys? Oh, sure, man. <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 I are you reminiscing? This is past yeah. life. Exactly. No, hey, yeah. no, no. Lay, lay down your arms. It's over. Okay. <laughs> now, when you said that you went to Galveston as far as, you know, you want to really, from a little boy, you've been thinking about it mm -hmm. and investigating the paranormal yeah. Um, do you, you know, do you use any equipment? Do you, you know, have you picked up any evidence anywhere? I mean, well, I use equipment once in a while, but I've really honed in on a lot of my psychic energy oh, and, cool. and discovered a lot of things. I've always had, you know, I don't want to say I'm uh, Sylvia Brown. I, I'd like to be, you know, I like Sylvia Brown. Some people don't, but I, I still think she's good. I just think uh, she might have made a few mistakes here or there. But all psychics do, you know. Exactly. So. Except for Maureen. I've never so. seen her make a mistake. Well, you're so full of it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I just learned how to use my spirit. You know, we're all born with it. And uh, so most of the time I'm accurate on things, you know. But, again, uh, psychics make mistakes. You know, we're seeing through a glass darkly. So right. we do the best we can. And uh, if if you wanted to say I'm uh, probably more of a medium uh, because I believe in you know 
I believe that psychic gifts are for healing and mm-hmm. really nothing else. I, I don't much. Uh, I don't want a TV show or anything like that. Right. I just I just want to you know uh, to help the planet, to help people a little bit, and hopefully heal those that are here and those that are on the other side. If I can do that, you know, when I, I do it, when God you know nudges me on the shoulder and says, "Here it is," you know, do it. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Now let me ask you this. Um, and you say that, you know, feeling that you're feeling the energies, you've been able to hone your skills. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, I mean, many people, I think a lot of people have abilities um, that they, one, they don't know of. Um, right. But those of us, you know, that have been able to kind of, you know, get in touch with it a little bit better, what is it, everybody feels it differently. You know, mm-hmm. some people may hear spirits, some, some people may just have the inner knowing. Um, you might see spirits. I mean, mm-hmm. what... How do you connect with them and in you know, well, which way? That's a good question. I, I've learned to see with what I call my spirit eye, which is, uh, I guess there are different names for it. But, uh, you know, if you, Maureen, or, are you psychic? Or are you, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then you, you probably know what I'm talking about, where mm-hmm. you can see images and you hear voices, not always uh, through, uh, you know, through your ear, mm-hmm. but through your, your spirit. Right. And so, you know, I've I've gotten, I always look for proof. I'm also a big-time skeptic, and I hate a phony psychic. So, you know. You know, uh, I hear you. Because they ruin it for all those that are genuinely, well, they, not for all of us, but, you know, for those that are genuinely in it, not for ourselves, but mm-hmm. for service, you know. And um, so, anyway. So to answer your question, I, I've seen spirits with my eyes, you know, I've seen them, and I've also um, seen them with my soul, you know, and I get their answers. I've communicated with children. I've communicated with uh, with men, women, you know, that were on the other side. I remember one time, I'm a guitar player, too. I know you couldn't tell from the pictures, but uh, <laughs> I was playing at a place, and I went outside and was just sitting there. And back then, I was having a cigarette. I quit because my kids made me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so I was having a cigarette, and I was sitting there, and I could feel the presence of a man, and I was talking to a lady outside. And she started talking about her husband, and I said, yeah, he's about six feet. He's kind of pudgy. He's got a, a little uh, trimmed beard. He's got short but balding hair. You know, I told him who he was. And then when he realized I could hear him, he... uh started trying to give me, I know you understand, Maureen, what I'm talking about when you get a thousand words a second. Yeah. And you have to say, stop. You know, right. I, can't, I can't absorb what you're saying. And so I did. And he gave her a personal message, you know, and I gave it to her and she cried. And, and she said, you know, I've been waiting to hear those words for years. So, you know, he had passed on, you know, of course. Yeah. And uh, so she, so that little message, whatever it was, I try to forget them, you know, because I don't want to, I don't want to hold them inside me, you know, I want to let him grow. So, anyway, that was one of the better better moments. Yeah, and, you know, and I think, truthfully, I think that's what it's all about. It is. You know, it, yeah. it's knowing that it's those moments that, you know, you can help someone because to them, like she said, if that was something she was waiting to hear, mm-hmm. knowing that there's uh, there's something after when we pass in our physical bodies, mm-hmm. it brings somebody peace. It may not be something that lasts a long time, but it's enough to give them peace that they'll see them someday. So, right. And our life here is, is a short one, you know, and uh, what's on the other side is going to be great. I, I believe that. 
And uh, I'm oddly enough, a lot of psychics aren't Christians, but I am. And uh, I believe more in uh, probably uh, a little more of the mystical side of Christianity. Mm-hmm. But but uh, I still believe in Christ. And... Yep, I Good. I hear you. We now. have a question from yes. the chat. Actually, two questions from the chat room. First, uh, they wanted to know if uh, Galveston is a port city. Yeah, it's actually only. Uh, I think it's. I forget the, the thing, but it's it's very close to sea level. The okay. highest point in the island, right? Well, yes, Galveston uh, in the 1800s had uh, all the way from Second Street to about 71st was all piers. There was that many piers there, mm-hmm. and each street, if you look at a map, any of you that are on the internet. Uh, if you look at a map of Galveston, you can see how all these roadways come across Galveston. And at one time, uh, there were piers there. And uh, that's why, if you look at Galveston's architecture, you'll see we're greatly influenced by Europe. You know, you can see uh, uh, Galveston was really, even though it was part of Texas, it was kind of set apart from Texas uh, in that it was a bit more eccentric, a little more open-minded, and uh, that kind of thing, you know. Right. Does that answer, that answer the question? Yeah. And the other question they had, uh, are you considered clear audience? Um, well, uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what that means in that I don't hear voices yeah, that's through my ears. That's what it means. No. Yeah, yeah I mean, I hear them, but not through my ears very often. I, I do. I have heard them through my ears. I've heard my name called out. I've heard uh, messages and things. But you know, it still it is still spooks me to this day. You know, I'm not going to say that I'm I'm always cool with it because it still unnerves me uh, sometimes. But but uh, but yeah, I'm not clear audience. I wouldn't say as much as I am. Uh, uh, I don't know because see, some people call themselves clear audience that actually don't hear voices. They think they're hearing voices. Do you know what I mean, Maureen? Yeah, there's also, yeah. I believe, like clairsentient or um, yeah. just having the thoughts coming in and, and well, knowing, and they might just confuse the two. Well, I think on the other side that we will all uh, not use our vocal cords to start with because we won't have any. Exactly, But we'll yeah. use thought. So yep. thought is the best way, in my opinion, to communicate with the spirit, mm-hmm. and the problem is, is they're going a hundred thousand miles an hour, and you're going uh, at a snail's pace. Right. In comparison, because so, there is no time on the other side. Right, and so, you know, but uh, anyway. Okay. Now the question that going back to Galveston is, as I mentioned before, that that, that the island had been destroyed a couple times uh, when they did, for instance, when they were putting up a new building or, or a modern building, and they were doing the digging, did they come across, for instance, uh, the remnants of yes. uh, different bodies and so forth? Mm-hmm. Yes, they still do, as, as late as even three years ago. Really? Someone was remodeling their home, and they found a few bodies from the great storm under their stairs. Ooh. This is what happened. Uh, first, after the great storm, bodies were everywhere. So right. what they did, all the men of the town got their wagons together. They loaded them up full yep, of... they brought them up to sea. Right, and they, they had whiskey in, the, in one of the wagons for, for stress relief. So everybody was drunk loading the body, bodies on the, on the uh, ship, which you can imagine. It was a terrible time of grief. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, they took the barges out about uh, 20 miles 
weighted the feet down with cinder blocks. They had the priest aboard who said a prayer over them, dropped them in, got a big surprise about three days later when the first of the bodies washed in. And uh, most of them came all the way back in, but now they weren't in very good shape. So they had to come up with plan B, and that was to dry out the bodies. So they picked up all the bodies, now they're waterlogged again, and uh, put uh, sulfur on top of them and sometimes wrapped them and then put one on top of the other, let them sit and dry out for three weeks. Ah. And then we had uh, funeral pyres. Yep. Oh. Anybody out there a Doors fan? I am. But anyway, uh, <laughs> funeral pyres and uh, burn the bodies. Oh, yeah, that sounds was, so it sad. Was, it was unbelievable. I, I actually watched the show on it. It was amazing uh, mm-hmm. uh, what they went through. I remember uh, uh, the, the entire orphanage was right. wiped out by the storm right. with all the kids. And what the nuns had done is they had tied all of them together. Uh, well, not all of them, in groups of like 10 or so forth. And, and I remember that uh, where they were looking for bodies, and, and they dug up one, and then it was a rope, and they pulled it, uh, and they came up, and then it was another one and another one. How I mean, sad is that? It, it, yeah, it was awful. I mean, I just can't, you know. It, imagine, yeah. Yeah, I can't well, imagine. And, and, <laughs> and you could definitely see why a place like that would be haunted. There was so right. much tragedy. Imagine this. The toy section of Walmart on Galveston Island is a real happening place at night because that's exactly where the orphanage was. Oh, you're kidding me. Where? Happened, yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. And uh, everyone that's worked in that toy section says they can hear little kids. They <gasps> come back, find the toys pulled out and running in the middle of the aisles, things like that. Oh, and, uh, wow. Some of them say they've seen kids, so, you know. But, oh, uh, there you go. Trigger but, devices, though. But you know what? That's, Are you not, talking that's about not, the, not a bad thing, though. At least you, you're providing the spirits with a little bit of fun. A little, a little entertainment, yeah. I yeah, what the hell? Better uh, than giving a Maureen every time. Hey! Are you talking about the Discover Channel? What what was on the... Was it Discovery or Discover Channel? I believe it was about the uh, the weather service. The, the Great Storm. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They left out some things, I thought. I thought it was pretty good, and I'm yeah. glad they did it. But uh, they left out some things. The morning of the Great Storm... For instance, there was an object over the uh, bay there. When I say an object, I don't mean a UFO or anything. I mean no, a, that's good. Uh, what was happening, <laughs> the north and south wind, they didn't realize because they'd been misinformed that the great storm was right there upon them. No one knew it, see? Right. So that morning, they were looking out at something that looked like uh, it wasn't a water spout, but it looked almost as if a mist was coming out of the center of the bay and going up and meeting the clouds. And that kind of thing happens when the north and south winds meet. What happened is, overnight, a norther was pushing against the great storm and holding it there and actually masking it so no one could see it. Usually they could tell from uh, a red haze on the horizon was one way to tell and uh, barometric pressure, but nothing had changed. No real change even in the, a very little change in the barometric pressure. So no one knew. And then suddenly when the wind shifted, the storm just rolled right in on the island. Uh, 4 p.m., distress signals were sent via telegraph. A train rushed over the causeway as fast as it could with 200 passengers aboard, but a piece of the bridge had gone out, so the train and all the passengers went down. Uh, 198 of them drowned. Two very lucky passengers uh, managed to swim free, grab a hold of a piece of debris, 
and uh, all they could see was the Bolivar Lighthouse, so which is it's about I guess five miles across the way there. And somehow they uh, they swam to it, and they say they lived to tell about the great wow. storm. Now, Dash, we have um, a question here again in the chat room, okay. um, and it says, let's see, Dave is asking a question. He said uh, he went on one of your ghost tours, and he'd like to know how long orbs stick around for. And that's Dave from Oregon. And that's Dave from Oregon. <laughs> Dave is a friend of mine. I know Dave. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh well, orbs will stick around for uh, – orbs are caught on camera on every tour, just about every single one. Uh, and, of course, you know, there are water spots, and they, you know, there are, there are dust particles which can be mistaken for orbs, so I always uh, do as close a test to see if they're accurate as I can. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they can stick around. Uh, you know, the reason that um, cameras can pick – pick up spirits is because of the speed of the shutter winds. That's really? what actually, well, ghosts are on a different vibration. So the speed of the shutter wind causes the camera to quote unquote see what your eyes can't see. Mm, interesting. Or, yeah. And so that's why cameras work uh, when, when uh, we're not seeing them with our eyes. We're, we may be feeling them. We may be hearing them. They may be throwing things, but the camera generally will see them. Okay, uh, we're actually running out of time, believe it or not. Now, uh, do you have a website like, you want to yeah, give out? Yeah, I was out? just going to say, if someone yes. wants to go on one of your ghost tours or, or get any information from you, can you give out your website and your sure. contact information? Sure. My website, www.ghosttoursofgalvestonisland.com. And that's the only site that's officially mine. If you Google my name, there's about four pages of stuff that comes up now. Uh, I'm also writing a book, so check my site for that. Um, there is, let's see, our, our email is hauntedislandtours, all small caps, at yahoo.com, one word, small caps. And the phone number is 409-949-2027. Okay. That's the information line. Our office number is 832 Seven four one nine. And if you go to Haunted Haunted American Tours, uh, yes. you are on there. Yes, uh, Haunted America Tours. I owe them everything. They've done uh, a great work for me. Uh, they just uh, they said, Dash, we're going to make you famous, and damn it, they didn't do it. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> not, not bad for a couple of Yankees, huh? <laughs> So, anyway, well, I look forward to talking with you all next time. All All right, Dad, and uh, we wish you good luck with the book, and uh, when it comes out, let us know. We'll hang on the show again. We can go into a little bit more. Sure will. You guys have a great night. Thanks, Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Ash. Have a good night now. Night. Bye-bye. Wow, that just, like, blew by, didn't it? It, You know, it certainly did. Yeah, I just, I was amazed. I love the stories about Galveston. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just going to say they're they're scary. They're very uh, powerful, you know. Oh, no. So that's a place you want to go to, right? Uh-huh. I guess I'm hearing that we're going to go there eventually, right? We are? I guess. I have a feeling we might. Well, I trust you because you are psychic. <laughs> uh, good so night. I guess it's good, good night, night and God already. Bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, <laughs> long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.